Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following is a fourth-hand production. August 21st, 1955, started off like so many others in the small community of Kelly, Kentucky. Just another hot summer night. Lucky Sutton, along with his family and friends, were enjoying a quiet, peaceful evening. They were about to find out what was lurking in the darkness. They had visitors, ones not from this earth. After hours of siege from these beings, a gunfight and visits of police, the event was over. Then, the crazy really began. We got to hear the real David Flora. (laughs) (laughs) Did small metallic goblins really attack a family and their friends in rural Kentucky that fateful night? Or did old carnival buddies have a bit too much of the sauce and spin a yarn that got out of control? So out of control that the whole world came a knocking. It's the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter and the birth of little green men, quote unquote, this week on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools are not crazy? Not crazy. Hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't always do crazy stories from Kentucky. But when we do, bring along a ringer. This is Hysteria 51. Jesus. Your standards for a ringer are pretty damn low. Dude, David's from Kentucky, you idiot. How much more cred does he need? So what? I own several pounds of weapons-grade plutonium. Does that make me a bomb? Oh, wait. In the short time I've been here, I already know how to reply to this, thanks to our lawyers. <laughs> Good one, Seabot. Always kidding. <laughs> no, he really has. Shut up. Moving on before the knocks start at the door again, we're your hosts and lead goblin wranglers this week. No, that's just me. I'm Brent Hand, and the man from Kentucky himself, David Flora, is here. David, how goes? Oh, it's going all right. Man, I wish I could get the job title goblin wrangler. (laughs) That is a... uh, that is a, you kind of got to know someone or someone in your family you was really a goblin do. wrangler. It's, yeah, it's very exclusive and man, oh man, does it pay well though. Lots of, of uh, it's it's very political and just. <sighs> totally is. A lot of back You know when Alex Jones kept going on and on about that stuff, that's, <laughs> he was tapping into that. <laughs> He's goblin vomit. Tapping into that or adrenochrome, I'm not quite sure which. <laughs> Getting in bed with a goblin. <laughs> Kissing goblins. Do you ever hear that? No. Alex Jones's like goblin montage. Oh God, no! I've, I'm 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 very it's, it's versed in the gay frogman <laughs> monologue. Trump but, walking into a den of goblins, kissing goblins, getting in bed with a goblin, goblin vomit. Like <laughs> that's all it is, basically. But <laughs> so it's just a completely on brand, is what you're talking about with him. Hundred percent. I don't know if you know this or not, but Sandy Hook was faking goblins are real. By God. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, how's that working out for him? Anyway, yeah, I think I think he needs to hire a goblin wrangler at this point, or goblin lawyer, one of the one of the two. (laughs) Mm, You heard from the bot gallery conspiracy bot. uh, The one uh, was making some claims earlier. Is a robot I built to help this show, 
And instead he tries his best to get us in Gitmo <laughs> is kind of the, the takeaway from that. The other is Kyle is creation who is much less murdery. I guess I should say you wish this was my best. <laughs> Correct. But I think we need different things here. I think is what the, uh, the point is. Speaking of points at some point in your life, David, you were from fucking Kentucky. You're no longer, you are Kentucky, <laughs> uh, to Chicago now to Colorado, but uh, yeah. that's your uh, that's your home, your stomping grounds. How long did you live in Kentucky? Oh, let's see. Until I was like 22, 23, I think. Nice. Nice. I, I guess I feel like I have a little bit of a, a bone to pick with you, though, because I feel like your, your old stomping ground has all the best parties. I mean, you got caves, you got meat showers, you guys had your cocaine bear, ghost ships, <laughs> goat men, and goblins to boot. The list goes on and on. So I guess my question is to you, and I guess to all the, the listeners at home, you guys can write me in if you got your own uh, reasoning, but why do you think so much strainness comes from one part of the country? Cough, bot, booze, cough. Calm down. I'm asking David. David, what 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 is it about Kentucky that you guys have the best parties? I don't know he if that's the right thing to ain't say. that far off. So, yeah, it, it is. I, I'll, I'll give him this. Uh... There are some wild ass parties uh, in Kentucky. You can't fault them for that. Whether that's um, copious amounts of alcohol, copious amounts of meth, copious amounts of just, you know, let's see what happens. Let's do X, Y, Z and see what happens. Or if you're that cocaine bear, copious amounts of cocaine. Let's not overlook yeah. that. You, if you're not, fam- you're, are you familiar with cocaine bear, right? Uh, not barely. Just barely. The bear has been taxidermied, and they literally have like a hat on it. It's on display in like one of the places in Kentucky. What it was is there was a black bear that got into like a couple kilos of cocaine and ate it all. <laughs> and someone online I saw was like, I like to think that for about 15 minutes, Earth had one apex predator. <laughs> it was that cocaine bear. And then he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean – Besides that, you also like if you go to if you're a, a Louisville men's basketball uh, player, you got some wild ass parties with strippers and drugs and all that stuff. Yeah, speaking of cocaine. Yeah, and I'll tell you one one quick anecdote. When I was uh, just fresh out of high school, I went to a, uh, a party out in the country, and it was one of these bonfire type parties, and you know it was just a bunch of kids uh, hanging out, drinking, having a good time, and everything. And um, the girls, the girl who threw it, her uh, stepdad came down there with a gun, firing it off and Whoa. yelling at kids and stuff. And hand, and he handed out T-shirts because he owned a local car dealership. And then he he took <laughs> off. And it's like, so yeah, we do throw some good parties. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Come drive a car. Come on, kids. Smoke that meth. <laughs> don't give no to say, I will say, I don't know. You know, I can't speak for everybody in my uh, 40 person high school class, but yeah. we, I, I don't know of a lot of drug use, uh, at the time yeah. it was, uh, some alcohol here and there, but yeah, I, I didn't know. I think drugs came in a little after. My it is time. one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. <laughs> How was there not that much drugs? What else was there to do? Well, it, it was elsewhere, I think at the time, mm-hmm. but I know where it was happening at. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> you probably, if we what had was your Circle local? K's, we had yeah. Casey's. What was yours? Did you have Circle K or what was yours? We had a Chevron, uh, which used to be Marathon or whatever they call that yeah. crap nowadays. Like they, we, we, one of one of my friend's dad was like, y'all going to hang out at Chevron or Marathon or whatever they call that crap nowadays. <laughs> He's like this grizzled old Marine. My, we'd always be at my buddy's house and he'd always, why don't you go to the, what is, there was like a drive through coffee place. You couldn't even hang out at it, but that was like the only place he was older and it was the only thing he could ever remember. He's like, why don't you guys go to grab a Java? Like we can't hang out there. It's literally like an old, one of those old, you know, like film processing places where you just drop it off and pick it up. Oh, the, yeah. yeah and they, kiosk. They, yeah, it was a, one of those drive-through kiosks, and they put a coffee machine in there. Why don't you guys go hang on a grab a job? But that's not how it works, old man. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you make your own uh, parking lot, right? <laughs> your own tailgater. Oh please. man. Anyways, yeah, pretty good, pretty good parties down there. I will. Well, I will this, say that. this is uh, banging on all cylinders because we got little green men coming to the party this week. Well, I'm going to say this real quick. They weren't so green. But let's. 
get into that part later. The Little Green Men phenomenon, though, that began on a Kentucky farm in 1955. And uh, unlike many accounts of extraterrestrials, this one actually, the thing that sets it different from from the vast majority is multiple eyewitnesses. Now, sure. I will say they were mostly from one family and their friends, <laughs> but, uh, well, 11 of them came to a police station. Let's not let facts get in the way of a good time. Uh, why would I ever do it? I have it before. Why would I start now? <laughs> anyway, 11 of them came to a police station seemingly, quote unquote, terrified of little goblins who were bulletproof. Huh. Fun fact. I played accordion for bulletproof goblins when I was in college. <laughs> And you know what? You guys should have made it. I don't think your heart was in it. Otherwise, I think you guys could have really pulled that through. (laughs) I was too busy being girl crazy. (laughs) I do have an accordion. I can play a little. Do you really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of accordion, did you see the trailer for the new Weird Al Yankovic movie just dropped? Oh, I I heard about it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's, uh, there's one part where he goes, does anyone have an accordion? And like three (laughs) accordions are pushed on off screen. I'm like, hell yes. Oh Great. man. And I love so Daniel Ratcliffe is uh playing him and he's just ripped in the movie, which you gotta think that uh Weird Al was probably like, Yeah, I need you to work out for this. <laughs> <laughs> I had a twelve pack at that time. <laughs> That's great. Uh Fun story, a little bit of this story. Uh, It gave birth to the craze of settings and depictions, like we said, of little green men, bulbous heads, and oversized eyes, even if most of that, or part of that at least, isn't true to this story. Time to go to grab a java. Get yourself a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe some shine, because uh, this Mm -hmm. is uh, Kentucky, after all. Sit back. We're going to hit you with the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter right after this break on Hysteria 51. Why the hell would you say shine and not Bakus? Standards and uh, we actually care about our listeners. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. (laughs) Uh, But it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all... 25 languages available for any trips you need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else, somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25 rows, that's going to work for you. If <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that and there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Nobody says bot booze. Picture, if you will. <laughs> the night of August 21st in the year of our Lord, 1955. 1955 was a banner year here in America. Don't know if you know that or not. Actually, a lot of cool things. Jonas Ock's polio vaccine is declared safe and effective. That was a game changer. Mm. The Mickey Mouse Club debuts on ABC. Hill Valley, California had that terrible lightning storm that took out their <laughs> iconic clock tower. Uh, the United States begins its involvement in the Vietnam conflict. We're not allowed to say war. Disneyland opens in California. The first Guinness Book of World Records is published, and aliens arrived in southwestern Kentucky to start some shit. That's a year, my friend. 
that's a hell of a year. I'm telling you. Really mm-hmm. I you know, I I never think of the the Vietnam War starting that long ago. Right. It, uh, I'm think of it like several years later than that. But uh wasn't that around the Korean War though? I don't know the years of the Korean yeah, War. Let me look at it real quick. You looking it up? Oh, it was it was right after. Uh Korean Wars uh, 1950 to 53. Okay, so we we really were, you know, just hankering for a war. It'd been two long years. <laughs> What's funny is I would say this was the military industrial complex at its finest, but uh, Dwight Eisenhower had just taken over office and he was against the military industry. And in, in fact, he even says it. Um, he's quoted uh, as saying, you know, uh, fuck the military industrial complex basically he said that verbatim mama don't like tattletales <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this was in response to uh getting in into vietnam maybe, maybe that's so why he said it anyways or sorry, maybe he, maybe that's why he sent the little little green goblin men hmm? i don't know i don't know yeah yeah to to screw with a family in kentucky here we go that'll <laughs> teach america <laughs> Speaking of this family, let's start. Uh, let's start in the middle. We're going to start at the Hopkinsville Police okay. Station around eleven o'clock that night because that's when uh, <laughs> that's when everyone kind of got on the scene. So there was this large extended Sutton family. They arrive at the station with friends in tow and their children from out of town. Eight adults and three children, to be exact. And they seem terrified and breathless. Literally, they were checking them out. One of them had a pulse because they read the pulse and they put in the report of 140 when he got there. And uh, they said, we need help. We've been fighting them for nearly four hours. Probably fighting the squirts from some roadkill possum that had turned. <laughs> um, vittles. They call them vittles. Oh, man. It's a little greasy this time of year. <laughs> anyway, uh, roadkill possum aside, they go into a story for the cops that would change literally pop culture, make it into the Project Blue Book reportings, and capture the imagination of the entire world. Paging Steven Spielberg. <laughs> that is actually true, but we're going to get more on that later. What's the story, David? What's going on? Well, basically what they were out of breathedly saying was that they had been under a terrifying siege by otherworldly beings. That happens. You'll have that. Yeah. Yeah. From time to time, you know, if the weather turns bad, but uh, (laughs) they also had an alien close encounter with tons of witnesses. Well, I mean, they were all witnesses to to this alien close Mm -hmm. encounter. And by close, I mean an encounter where things were like right in front of them and it lasted me, for hours. Let me touch your hair. Let me just run my, my talons through your hair a little bit. We'll get to that <laughs> my, a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me sniff a bit. Is that, is that Jasmine? Oh, I smell, God, you smell like John Goforth. You smell just like John Goforth. He's not alive yet and won't be for many, many years, but you'll get that joke one day. Mm. <laughs> Here's thirty dollars. We're out of they here. They traveled through time. Also. Yeah, <laughs> they smelt us. Threw thirty four thirty dollars on the ground and took off. <laughs> uh, that anyway. thirty dollars is now worth about three thousand. Yeah, exactly. Days. Thank you. But they Thank didn't invest it. Inflation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and Anyways. the and the encounter on top of that, it lasted for hours. You know yeah. that old chestnut. The tale is old as time. time. (laughs) The alleged encounter occurred on the Sutton's farm in the tiny rural town of Kelly, Kentucky. And the thing about this family that blew my mind, this was 1955. They were poor, but we're talking about some crazy. Why don't you paint a picture of their unpainted three room house? Well, they had no running water. Yikes. No telephone. Wow. No radio. That one surprises me, actually. Hot on the heels of no radio, no television. <laughs> you know we got two. No one has two TVs. <laughs> and no books. That Save the yeah. word of our Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah. You know, the, using an outhouse, you, you want water, you got to go down to the creek. Uh, I'll tell you. So my grandparents lived in a house quite like this. And and they they had an outhouse. They, I I think they had running water, but they had a um a little well that they brought. They pumped water up from. Mm-hmm. And I remember like you know I I I'd have to use a little ladle and basin to get a drink of water. Wow. From it. Um, 
It was they, a different time. Well, they had a TV, but they didn't ever watch it. Like, I think the only reason they they used it was if they were ever babysitting me, I'd watch He-Man on it or something, wow. you know. But, uh, why don't you turn the um, devil box on for, the, for our grandson? <laughs> so I don't think my grandparents were quite as, you know, um, rural as this. But, yeah, I definitely remember getting yeah. uh, water out of the ladle and going to the outhouse. Wow. That's crazy, you know, but well, that's exactly what they're living with. And these 11 people, they arrive at the police station and the police note that they're all genuinely terrific. Like I said, like 140 beats a minute. Uh, they're all seem on the up and up and they say it's because they've been fighting little silver men. Huh? So let's go back to the beginning. Now we're jumping to the beginning to find out what happened. And I'm going to tell you what happened. It's a very important <laughs> thing that happened. Carnies happened. Uh Oh, only two things scare me, and one is nuclear war. What's the other? Carnies. <laughs> Circus folk. Nomads, you know. Smell like cabbage. Small hands. <laughs> That's true. What's the other? <laughs> Billy Ray Taylor, he was a 21-year-old, and his wife, she was 18, were in town from Pennsylvania visiting the Suttons. Specifically, one Elmer Lucky Sutton. Names just hit different back then. They were way oh, cooler. Sure. We've talked about that on here before. I've the, I've got plenty of uh, yeah family members with nicknames. Well, and even Bugs, so, Elmer was Doodle. awesome, but they all had my my uh, grandpa was Snaz, Legs, Rab, Smiley. <laughs> you know, just all these crazy names. Anyway, yeah, they had worked together previously on a traveling carnival. And we're catching up while Billy Ray was in town. Also, not just those guys. Also living there was a 50-year-old widow and matriarch, Glenny. Is that how you would say that word? Jelly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Glenny, Jelly, and N.I.E. Langford. And she, then she had also had two older sons and their wives, a brother-in-law, and the widow's three younger children, 12, 10, and 7. A full house, for sure. Sure. Uh, zero amenities, like we mentioned. I bet that place smelled worse than go forth. That's the second go forth smell joke that we've made this week. Are we missing? Mm. Are we missing his musk, or uh, is it just because I like to rub it into the listeners that I've smelled him and they haven't? I don't know. You can That's, choose your own adventure. It's that smell you just can't get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, no amenities, alcohol was also forbidden in the house. One of Glenny's rules. Fuck that nonsense. Though, I will say, speaking of nonsense, David, many seem to not believe that rule. Some some are like, mm, I don't know if that was true. That's that's why you had these uh, stills back in the woods. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing back there? Um, uh, Hunting. Masturbating. <laughs> Went for a walk. <laughs> uh, Do you ever watch Squidbillies? No, I never did. It was uh, Mississippi mud squids. <laughs> they were all like hillbilly hicks and squids. He had a still and he was making them shine. And the college kids all come and they take one sip and they all go blind. And they go, <laughs> they go uh, how long do you think this is going to last? He's like, ah, I'd say about four. Ever. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Anyhow. So they're hanging with Billy Ray Taylor, and uh, he goes out to, not unlike David Flora in his younger days of with Mima and Papa, he goes out to fetch some water. And that's when his first taste of strange happened that night. And I'm not talking about Bessie from down the street was outside. I'm talking about little green men. Yeah. Uh, so he's in the backyard at the well when he sees a silvery, as he called it, object. What did he say it was? Real bright with an exhaust, all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> all four of them, I tells you. <laughs> <laughs> he said it came silently toward the house, passed over, stopped in the air somewhere around the house. He's a w little ways around it. it. looked like it was right over it and then dropped straight to the ground. And it was completely silent, except for when it was coming down, he said he heard a hissing noise as it sounded like it landed, almost like it's like... Pneumatic. You know, yeah, yeah, something like that. So he runs into the house to tell everyone, and they promptly started laughing at him. <laughs> it, that's always the case, isn't it? Why is that the go-to when someone seems like they're telling the truth, but it's out of the ordinary? Have you ever been in one of those situations where you're like, yeah, right? I, You know, I'm sure I have. I, I can't remember one off the top of my head, but 
Yeah, it this always happens. Like one person's like, "Oh my god," and everybody's like, <laughs> "Like, was he a jokester before that or something? Did you expect this?" You know, well, like, he was. You know, in the the carnival, and they said every time he came around, they would just hear <laughs> just ringing in the background. <laughs> uh, who's at the door? <laughs> Billy Ray. <laughs> he comes from Pennsylvania. Uh, anyway, an hour goes by and everything's kind of calmed down and everyone's okay. Okay. Uh, and then the dogs in the yard just lose their shit. Uh, as you do at the time you have a yard full of dogs, they're barking. Yeah. So lucky and Billy Ray, two real names in this story, (laughs) went to the back door (laughs) and saw a strange glow in the middle of it was a small humanoid creature. What'd they say it looked like? It's about three and a half feet tall, had an oversized head, almost perfectly round, long, slim arms extending almost to the ground. The hands had talons. It had huge eyes that glowed with a yellowish light, and the body gave off an eerie shimmer in the light of the night's new moon. They said, as if made of silver metal. (laughs) You can do the next line if you want. Ma, Ma, we're coming for us. It's the third ugliest thing I've seen this county this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were terrified, but this is Kentucky in 1955. <laughs> and they're carnies. They've seen everything. Yeah, right. What's the one rule of the land? See you see something, something different. different you open, you open five. five. Exactly. It's just, it just makes sense. That's what feels right. Anyway. Oh, geez. So the two men grabbed a 20 gauge shotgun and a 22 rifle and fired at the quote unquote little man who they said now had his hands now raised up as, as if they're like <laughs> holding a gunpoint as it came towards the back door. Two things real quick. One, sure. I, I, I was kind of taken back by it was such small ammunition, small game, you know, 20 gauge is pretty small. Uh, you know, it's not as small as a 410, but it's still small. And then a 22 rifle, they're probably hunting. That's for hunting squirrels. squirrels and stuff like that. But I'm surprised yeah. they didn't grab other uh, other guns or had other guns. But it seems as we tell the story, those are the only things they open fire with. Two, hands are raised in the air. So you're like, that's, cut them down. That's the international damned ass symbol for don't shoot. They reported, though. That when they did open fire and strike it, it did a flip, scrambled upright, and fled into the darkness. <laughs> I mean, if you shoot me, I'm probably going to be knocked the hell over, too. <laughs> I mean, did a flip sounds like it was like, yeah, right. Well, actually, it was just right out of the gate. Um, shoot it, shoot it at the right angle, Archimedes, and you can get that thing. Spinning. It's like one of those little uh, shooting galleries you go to, where if you hit the yeah, thing, yeah, and exactly. The guy starts playing piano, and the bottle breaks, and <laughs> the little the little silver man does a flip and scurries off into the wilderness. So a short a, a short time later, the men see a similar creature appear in a side window, probably asking for help or needing directions or asking why the hell did you shoot Larry? He was coming to give you the cure for cancer or some shit like that. But that's you know I'm splitting hairs here. <laughs> and they see this thing coming up through the window, and they promptly open fire through the window, tearing up the window screens and through their house everything. The house was riddled with bullets. The wind, the the middle, the, even the police will tell you that. Spoiler: This one seemed impervious to bullets, just like the last one. <laughs> the little man, mm. as they called them, again flipped, then disappeared. This just sounds like a carny turf battle to me. I mean, I don't usually agree. This is, yeah, this is gangs in New York, <laughs> Kentucky <Yeah>. edition. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Isabel Davis, she did extensive research on this case, and she wrote a book, Close Encounters at Kelly and Others of 1955. A lot of this information comes from that. It it reads like, not like a book, more like a, a research document, but it's good. Okay. And uh, a lot of the quotes and stuff come from her because she's the one who did the big deep dive into it. So Mrs. Langford told Isabel, I went out in the hallway and crouched down next to Billy when I saw one approaching the door. 
It looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. It was a shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator. Pump it full of lead, then let's eat it or fuck it, the the children yelled, I'm sure, as I like to think in my head, uh, because they're seeing something out of the ordinary. That might not be true, but it feels on brand with this story. Not to be outdone, though, shit kicked up a notch when Taylor decides he's going to be a badass, Billy Ray. He steps outside under a small, they have like an overhang or awning, probably like that corrugated steel just over the door. Right. The family... Then is behind him as they're walking out with them and they see a hand, we talked about this earlier, described seeing a claw-like hand or those talons reach down and start touching his hair. Oh, oh I want to run my I wanna run my talons through your through your claw. I'd like to I'd like to think it's like there, there. Calm yeah. down. No one's gonna hurt I you. I could kill you with a thought, but I'm being like, very, very restrained right now. <laughs> it's treating us like cattle. Yeah. Like they don't, don't want to spook us. Yeah. So they're trying to soothe us. Yeah. So the group screamed and pulled Taylor back. And then lucky shot a bunch of holes through the awning above because hair fetishes were not welcome in Kentucky in 1955. They will kink shame you with bullets. Absolutely. With bullets. That's just the way it goes. He also shot another similar creature in the nearby tree. This one didn't do a flip because it was up in the air. It floated to the ground, floated, and then scurried into the woods. So the Sutton clan and friends, uh, they're all moved inside and spent several hours listening for movements at that time. And they said they could hear the occasional scratch on the roof. Finally, deciding fuck this nonsense at about 11 p.m., the whole group ran for their cars and hightailed it to the Hopkinsville police station as fast as it could get. And that brings us to the police station where we started. Nice. Now, this is other parts are coming from the police and the people involved. They said the family was well known, not known for being liars and not ones to run to the police for help. Probably evident by the fact that when something was out of the ordinary, they just shot it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, when they came in, um, the chief and other officers took them seriously. That was one of the things about this. At first, they thought something's really going on. Also, possibly because they'd had flying saucer reports in the area previously. There'd been kind of a flap going through there. In fact, Sergeant Frank Dudas, D-U-D-A-S, another local officer, he was actually not in the the precinct that night. He was off. But he had also had an alien encounter the summer before and had shared it with everyone. So everyone had known that he was an upstanding guy. They thought he was serious. And uh, Dudas, another officer, reported seeing three flying saucers. He said... I think the whole story is entirely plausible. He told the Kentucky new era. It's an, it's a paper. I know I saw the saucers. If I saw them, the, the Kelly story could certainly be true. So that's at least some interest into corroboration. Yeah. Now others are like, yeah. ah, they're just drunk. But anyway, however you slice it, uh, four city police, including said chief of police, Russell Greenwell drove out to the Sutton farmhouse to see what had happened. And, Taking them seriously, they called for backup. So his his team was joined at the Sutton Farm by state police, military police from Fort Campbell, which was nearby, uh, a, a few other officers, and a photographer from the Kentucky New Era, that, that newspaper. They let them know what's going on. Over 20 officers, uh, eventually from various divisions, showed up on the farm that night. Whoa. That's a, a, a pretty serious outpouring of backup, don't you think? That is very much uh, like you'd see in the film. Right. In the film, in the moving pictures. Yeah. But then it um, makes you kind of think that, okay, well, they at least put some stock in this family or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I can just imagine them all just roaring up and jumping out, swinging the door open, getting behind it with their guns pulled. Just, I can and, see it's like a- You know, hop, 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 Somebody gets out with a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, little silver man. This is Jackson. Uh, Sergeant Jackson, I want you to come out with your hands up. Don't want no funny nah, We're not coming out, see? We're from space, see? You're not shooting Okay, if you don't come copper. out in the next 10 seconds, we're going to open fire and make this look... We're going to make Swiss cheese look better than you. Don't make us vaporize you, you hummies. You hammy. <laughs> All right, I've had enough of this asshole. Let's open fire, boys. <laughs> Just... Flips and floats as far as the eye can see. 
<laughs> it literally is like one of those little shooting galleries. <laughs> so they did get to work, though, and uh, they got looking for clues and or goblins as what they were told. Sadly, though, or happily, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, the men didn't find anything other than shell casings from guns, uh, shotgun shells, <laughs> and a house riddled with holes, but no other real evidence and no silver men, little or big. <laughs> they also checked and could find no proof of drinking because that was one of the things that they wanted to, to look into. So yeah. they said they couldn't chuck it up to booze-induced nonsense, nor did they seem inebriated other than just terrified. Because remember, that's an important part of this. According to the sudden matriarch, Luker was not allowed in the farmhouse. Bitch. Right. Yes. What a horrible. Just, she was trying to keep him away from her business. That's right. She's No one gets in my hooch. <laughs> so they concluded their investigation, which was that they didn't know what happened, and they left the family to retire for the night. But the night was not over. <laughs> Break time. But when we come back, round two for the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter and then the aftermath, which was pretty bad for them. And also that's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. That's the police leaving. Uh, so they see the police leaving, and uh, the aliens like, "Cheese it, let's get back in there." <laughs> so starting about two thirty and lasting until dawn, the quote unquote siege of the farmhouse continued. Much of the same things you were you were hearing before. You could see them peering through windows and hear them on the roof and the walls. The, the, the matriarch, she talked about how eerie it was because their eyes glowed. You could see them looking in the <laughs> windows and they'd take a pop shot or scream or something. And then they'd scamper off lots more terror and hiding is what they kind of did. And they went on for hours. Thankfully by morning, they seemed to be gone and the terror and everything had subsided. They couldn't see eyes peering in at the windows at them anymore. Now, the circus uh, was about to start. <laughs> no, not, not that kind of circus, but a similar, similar circus. The circus that is uh, other human beings because they suck. The story, <laughs> the story got picked up. Like we said, the guy from the newspaper was already there taking photos, and the, the, it spread fast. The following days, radio stations and newspapers all over, even the New York Times reported the incident. And like clockwork, hundreds of curiosity seekers descended on the farm, as you do, wanting to get a peek at it. And uh, spoiler, the Suttons weren't fond of visitors. So they shot the last ones. <laughs> they had their hands up, so that wasn't great. But these are humans and rude ones at that. So they actually, the family reported that they would often ridicule them as ignorant or fraudulent. Hmm. Um, right off the bat. So they put up no trespassing signs. That didn't work. And uh, even discourage them. So the family tried charging admission 50 cents for entering the grounds, a dollar for information, $10 if you want to take photos. Whew. And this, they said, was an attempt to make, you know, lemonade out of lemons. Sure. But the damage was done from that. Um, you know, after that, skeptics blasted them as fortune seeking you know, fabulous. They were just making up stories. This is something, David, I want to ask you because John and I have talked about this a lot. Where do you fall on the making money off your story part? If you've experienced something, do you say, hey, milk it for all it's worth? Or does that give a bad taste in your mouth when someone does that? Um, there's a couple of school of thoughts of this, I think. I think, number one, you you go into it seeking that, which is just dumb. Yeah. Uh, number two, it could be like this, where – they were like, we don't know what else to do with this. We might as well make a little scratch off of it. Right. Um, when people are literally invading your home. Yeah. Um, is that um, bad of an idea? I don't know. And and I don't I don't fault anyone for doing that. If they go into it with that goal, I I, I would fault that. You know, I, I don't yeah. think that's smart or ethical. But not we we've seen so many times with uh, paranormal subjects and things where like did they do 
bad skeptics will say they just did this for money. Mm-hmm. And and by bad skeptics, I mean it, it, like that's such low hanging fruit yeah. to to say that this is the evidence for or against you know or whatever or that's the goal of it because there's just there's so little money in this stuff you know like mm-hmm. the the better uh avenue for this would be to write a book or something and even then you're not making a ton of money ask any ask uh, david weatherly ask uh rosemary ellen guiley uh, uh rest in peace you know like ask linda godfrey you're you're not really doing it for the it's it's not like this is going to set you up to wheel and deal mansions and uh, sports cars (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i i'm kind of like if if they came into the money making aspect of it after this all went down fine go for it you know make some change it doesn't make me immediately go now if then you're trying to your storage changing as you're trying to sell courses and Weird shit like the, you know, right. the, if the, you're literally trying to deceive the Swordlows and Albelix of the world and stuff, you know, for a nominal fee, I'll teach you. Um, sometimes it just becomes disingenuous, but yeah, I don't see any, any inherent issue with it at all. And by this account, it seems like it was halfway to keep people from being there. Right. It was to dissuade people because $10 in 1955 for a picture is a little spendy. That's $107.28 in today's money adjusted for inflation. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we don't want you here. We're not going to allow you to do it. So why don't you pound sand? And if you are going to do it, it's going to be worth our while. Now, you know? if if they truly were a family of uh, carnies, as as you pointed out, this this is part and parcel. They're like, well, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're already this. doing this mm-hmm. as for a living. We might as well parlay yeah. this, you know, without even leaving the house. Lucky had been the the carney, and he had worked with Billy Ray before. Billy Ray, like we said, was visiting from Pennsylvania. What a time yeah. to come visit! Anyway, <laughs> outside of the local disasters becoming the Kelly story spread into the world. We said it was it was everywhere. Newspapers, New York Times. Everyone's talking about it, and it kind of got a life of its own. And just like that, the the number of little men stories grew to dozens or more in the area as far as sightings, all similar to what they saw. And sometimes, well, there's two things that could be happening there. They could be people are hearing that they saw little men, so then they immediately have an, an <laughs> they're looking for it, and they see it, or they have something, they blame it on it, or they're just making it up to glom on to the uh yeah. attention you know and it's hard to say either way i mean it's not hard it's easy to make up your mind on someone but uh whether well, someone you really know what is I, or not. I always hate in these stories how people bring up mass hysteria yeah um and they they always say you know one one thing rolled into two things rolled into four rolled into eight and, and they told two friends and they exactly. hysteria and, two friends and, and they're they like oh it was just friends. this mass hysteria that ha-. and it's like i i just maybe it's because i i don't think that way in general i don't know i i have a hard time coming to terms with yeah. uh, mass hysteria as a valid as as a valid opinion on one of these things david believes in his hysteria being capped off at 51 yeah not mass no more, no less. But yeah, like uh, there's there is something to be said about the psychology of that, though, where you you hear about the story and then you might think, oh, I wonder if something like that could happen to me. I wonder, you know, or maybe I heard something the other night, you know, I couldn't tell what it was. Could it have been one of the and then your mind starts playing a little trick on you here and there. When you're looking at a new car and it's a yellow car or it's a insert model car, all of a sudden everyone's got a yellow car or everyone's got that model of car. It's because you start seeing it or you're noticing it. That is the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Oh, is that what that's called? Yeah, also known as the frequency illusion. um, Well, it's not any more frequent. You just are, you're in tuned to be seeing it. And that's why Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, um. I think cases like this where you have multiple things pop up there, you could say it's this Bader-Meinhof thing, or you could say 
you know, people are doing it for attention. There's all kinds of different ways you can approach this without just dismissing it right. as, oh, you know, everybody just wanted to, to ride the wave or whatever. Yep. It's yep. mass hysteria. Everybody, everybody actually saw something or thought that is, I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot grayer area to something like this. And everybody, mm-hmm. every individual case is going to be different why they did it and how they did it, you know? Nope. I'm going to stop you right there. It's not gray. It's not even silvery. It was green and little. <laughs> oh, my bad. We teased that in the beginning. Why were they called little green men? Why'd they call them that? One reason is is the little metallic men were conflated with an Eastern Kentucky woman's report of a flying saucer and a six-foot-tall man Ooh. in green helping launch the myth of little green men. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that that sounds like a uh, an army dude. Also, Green had been using sci-fi stories, you know, throughout the time before that and in pulps. It's a, yeah, it's a monstery color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. That it just got all mushed together, and the actual silver color be damned. It uh-huh. became little green men. Uh, it well, was never silver or never green. It was silver in this story. You, you've got the silver craft, and you've got silver men like – that doesn't sell newspapers. We need more color. <laughs> we need more color. <laughs> Let's make it eye-catching. Yeah, right. I mean, the woman said it was like the refrigerator, which was probably just the handle oh, and was, the hardware. You it know was what I mean? avocado is what she was right. talking about. Gorgeous avocado, <laughs> green avocado color. <laughs> they were just looking for toast. Back to the event itself for a second here. Um, it, it was heavily investigated by ufologists and local personnel, as we talked about. The day after the incident, police investigators returned to the farmhouse searching for evidence of a saucer landing because that's what they were looking for. They were trying to find footprints or blood trails or even scratch marks on the roof. They didn't find anything. They couldn't find – they found nothing, period. Yeah. If you want to see what they looked like, just Google the name. Uh, this guy named There's Bud so Ledwith, yeah, a local radio station employee – he interviewed all the adult witnesses and he made a drawing or drying several of them based on their accounts. The pics are everywhere and they're pretty fun to check out. Oh, they're great. Uh, yeah, they really are pretty cool. And we're, I have links to them. And uh, hopefully if you go to our webpage, we'll have uh, the pictures there too. And Bud said he was impressed by their remarkable, sim- their remarkable specificity and consistency. Uh, he said that even though the men were away from the farmhouse all day uh, being interviewed and stuff, unable to coordinate with each other because they'd been separated. They each gave the same story. Now, is that because they'd worked on it beforehand or not? I don't know, but it was pretty cool. Uh, it even made the pages of project blue book, but the air force group never officially pursued the matter beyond checking into it with Fort Campbell. Uh, they had counterparts there that had, uh, well, we said we, they'd briefly been to the scene that night and they didn't see anything and they just went back. The real investigation was done by that aforementioned Isabel Davis in 1956. She wrote that book that a lot of this comes from. Her research was published several decades later by the Center for UFO Studies, a group founded by astronomer and daddy to the UFO fervor, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. That's right. Yeah. Of Close Encounters of the Third Kind fame. Ooh, heck yeah, which we're going to get more into that here in a second, too. Blue Book's uh, very own civilian investigator, which has is, if you watch the TV show, uh, it centers around him and some punched up stories involving what he allegedly went through. So the, the, the nearly 200-page report is co-written with a Ted Bletcher, B-L-O-E-C-H-E-R. I got written down. I don't know how to say it. Uh, it includes detailed maps, drawings, documentary records, summaries of similar accounts. We said there was a lot of others they said in their area around the world, though, and interviews with uh, m- many of the Sutton family members and the police investigators that were out there that night. So it's a really, really in-depth dive. It's kind of a fun read, and the entire thing can be found online in PDF form for free if you're so inclined. So that's not always the case. In a nutshell, none of the possible explanations made sense to Isabel. Uh, She didn't think it was a deliberate hoax. She didn't think it was a publicity stunt because they kind of shunned it and wanted people away. She was a a poo-pooer of group hallucinations, and the police said that they didn't think they were using alcohol, and the mom said absolutely not, wasn't allowed. So she said that that didn't really fit the bill. There were, of course, questions on whether the young men were exaggerating, 
possibly fueled by said alcohol that they swear wasn't there. But she just said after meeting the the matriarch, the Mrs. Langford, uh, she was one of no of somber, no nonsense matriarch who abhorred the limelight and had no reason to lie. Yeah, I can believe that. A lot of those women were just like salt of the earth and iron willed. Oh, yeah. It seemed like you know back in the day when stubborn you, as hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'll be damned if you're gonna be reading in my home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless it's a passage from Colossians. Yeah, <laughs> Psalms ninety one <laughs> really calms me. <laughs> yeah. None of the witnesses, also, uh, she said, had any history of making preposterous allegations none before or after this so it yeah. wasn't like they were the you know every other tuesday they're saying that they got some uh nice pet from the chinese store and uh, you can't get it wet or feed it after midnight you know they're not calling into the police saying craziness also of note in 2006 joe nickel of skeptical inquiry investigated it and he found uh billy ray taylor's ufo sighting uh, was similar with uh reports from that day which suggested a small meteor shower was in the vicinity. Uh, he called the rest of it embroidered testimony. Uh, but other people had saw what they thought was a meteor shower. Could that have been ships coming down? Could that have been meteors? Could that have been nothing? I don't know. It was interesting to me that others in the area saw something in the sky. Then, you know, 50 plus years later, some guys like, Mm-mm, I don't believe them. <laughs> well, think about, um, Maybe the the ship was damaged and that yeah. was debris. Hi, can we borrow some? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Guess not. We we run on sugar. Y'all got any? Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend it's not aliens for a sec, because we know it's aliens. What the hell was it? That goddamn Sam Squatch. Doubtful. There are yeah. some. There are some possibilities, but that one's doubtful. Guess what? One of them is David. <laughs> oh, I I love this. an owl yeah fucking birds again (laughs) tell us about that uh well uh, joe nickel who i I, a lot of people hate joe nickel Mm -hmm. i like him because i think he he does bring up a lot of fair analysis about stuff yeah it's just not as fun we've talked to him a a thousand times on this show in these stories and he always has the down-to-earth explanation and yeah you don't want to believe it you want to be like no no but then you look at it you go yeah but it could be and it makes sense but it yeah it's it's a fair assessment but um i i don't know about that one and this one because he blamed owls like Mm -hmm. you know in so many other cases um you've got the flatwoods monster Mm -hmm. uh owl's been brought up um not as much as sand hill crane but almost as much in the mothman case like yeah it's just and, and owls are bigger than you think in yeah, particular, they the, really are the, the great horned owl, aka the hoot owl. Uh, it has huge wings, and it could be mistaken for arms. You know, with talons. The, obviously, they have talons. It's got yellow eyes that um, tapetum lucidum can reflect and look like it's glowing yellow. Um, long ears, a round head that might also match the little men description. Right. Uh, and uh, as for their metallic shine, Nichols suggests they could have easily been reflecting moonlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. At I, least I, this I one not, isn't a sandhill crane. <laughs> at least it's not, but I, I don't, I don't put any stock into that because right. I grew up on a farm and we had barn owls all the time. Owls of all sure. sorts. They would, well, we even had a big picture window on the side of our house. They would fly into it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've had a couple of them kill themselves, unfortunately. And that's a big bird. But you also know what an owl is and you learned what they sound like, what they look like, where they're and, at. And these know? country folk wouldn't be. That they would know better than me. Yeah. Night. They probably eat um, them. <laughs> the other thing is owls wouldn't attack the house like that Mm -mm. they wouldn't try to get in the window they wouldn't keep showing up they wouldn't show up in pairs they wouldn't fluff somebody's hair no they no they they could float to the ground they absolutely could yeah just kind of float to the ground or look like they are Mm -hmm. but you would see that it's a fucking owl with its wings out to catch the air to float for fuck's sake like come on yeah you know some people said barn owl for flatwoods monster 
if you if if those things turn their head upside down, it does look like a spade. Yeah. Um, I'd put more stock into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, Especially and when it was kids only were one. terrified and it yeah. came floating after them and stuff. That one kind of, I was like, okay, but you can't use that. Well, that one worked. I'm going to keep using it you know? <laughs> over and over. And Al over. is, is uh, like, think of it like Brent, if, if you were like, oh my God, there, there are aliens trying to get into my house. Uh, policeman, will you please help? And somebody showed up and was like, no, Brent, that's actually uh, a homeless crackhead trying to get it. It's like, uh, I'm sorry. I live in Chicago. I know what those look like. It's not even crack season right now. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That that might be a little crass. That might be a little too far. But you no, know what I mean? No, like, the, I'm with you. My point is you you would know what is naturally in your environment and especially these dudes. Yeah. These were, these are people that aren't, yeah, they know they're out and about, you know, in, in said wilderness and stuff. So. I don't think Al is, should be, should yeah. be very high on the list. If I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Let's talk legacy for a second. It's been almost 70 years since the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. And just like you're talking about here, whether it was an Al or what, the truth is still a mystery. Unless it's just was really exactly what they say. Uh, but that hasn't stopped people from wondering and celebrating what might have happened that hot August night. It was very hot that night. Case in point, the annual Little Green Men Days Festival. Good. They they still do that. And they make they I love any reason to have a party. You know, they, this is this is what I'm saying. Like they, um, I doubt they cooked this up to make this festival eventually. Well, if, but they made the festival from the story. Interestingly, they, they kind of tried to, the city and everything distanced itself from it. And then they finally, mm -hmm. they're like, okay, well, you've got you know, to embrace, embrace it. it yeah. No matter what side of the belief coin you fall on, I guess the alleged incident and all that ensuing coverage helped to solidify the idea of aliens as little green men in pop culture, even if they were silver. Spielberg. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. The, uh, remember we, remember that low budget flop E.T.? <laughs> from a few years ago, E.T., the extraterrestrial, <laughs> not exactly a flop. One of the highest grossing movies of all time. Well, it's supposed <laughs> to have been a very, a very different story. You brought up Close Encounters of the Third Kind before. Mm -hmm. It was such a huge commercial success for Spielberg that he began toying with the idea of a sequel. And the project was called Night Skies and was going to be a horror movie derivative based specifically on this encounter in Kelly Hopkinsville. Mm -hmm. And it would show 11 aliens descending on a Kentucky farm and terrorizing animals and the human inhabitants. And the film had actually been greenlit and get this. They had already spent over $700,000 on pre-production for conceptual artwork and high tech animatronics. Yo. But at the time that exact time Spielberg was in Tunisia filming Another low-budget flop, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I've never heard of that one. In it, you have a ton of special effects, explosions, and storylines around Nazis and uh, and violence, David. Well, there's our Nazi quota for the week. Yeah, right? <laughs> Spielberg decided he'd lost touch with his tranquility. That's a quote. Lame. And boom, he changes the story uh, from one about malevolent rural aliens into a different creature entirely, but he still wanted to have that touch of it coming and meeting people. So he made it about an intelligent, inquisitive, and sweet alien, the E.T. that we know and all grew up loving the uh, Atari video game thereof. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, what you're saying is that Spielberg's in league with these uh little little goblins i think that's the that's the takeaway yeah and he's trying to uh polish that image a little mm -hmm. bit polish polish that sweet little silvery never mind let's end with a quote <laughs> uh this one is from geraldine sutton stith and she is the daughter of elmer lucky sutton i love that name there are millions of stars and planets in the universe i can't possibly believe ours is the only planet with life that was what yeah. she, when asked, do you think it's possible? She's like, I, well, you know, for fuck's sake, it's possible. Yes. You know, that's a, that's a <laughs> heck of a thing. Uh, I talk to people all the time. Ray, Ray that, yeah. uh, you know, that has been on assistant Ray has, he says he, 
I'll be damned. There will never be alien life. There's not even a microbe out there. It's not true. We are it. Oh, no. Yeah. He says it's There's just too But he believes places. in ghosts and demons, but uh, aliens, absolutely not. There's zero chance. It, it'll never exist. I'm of the, I think you and I are the same when you're like, yeah, when she said that. Uh, yeah. There are millions of stars and planets in the universe. That is a huge, vast understatement. Yeah, exactly. I can't possibly believe ours is the only planet with life. You ever heard of the Drake equation? That's yeah. conservative. And that's super small numbers. That's not even saying that they're here. Right, right. I'm just or saying could that, ever it, get that they could be, could live. I don't know. Do you dare take a guess at what it was or if it's true? I'll tell you what. It sounds like vampires. <laughs> Awful Stephanie Meyer vampires. No one ever thought to invite them in. <laughs> they only showed up at night. They were they they glittered. They they had a silvery sheen to their skin. They were antagonizing rural people and probably some teenagers. I'm sure one of them fell in love. You're impossibly small. You they had in the pointy sunlight. ears, right? I think they were vampires. <laughs> you float and flip when you're shot. What am I say it? Little green men. What the fuck? You're a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, yeah, uh, Geraldine Sutton Stith gave birth to a little goblin baby. The only sounds they made was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's that's what I, I thought of. Um, when I, I had not thought about that. That's an interesting, just a, just <laughs> a, a whole gaggle of, of baby vampires, or maybe they're just that size. Uh, just running amok out there, but they can't come in. Yeah. Can't come in. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. So this is, um, I, I have no idea like what, what to think of this because I think the, um, that one researcher, uh, pointed it out pretty well. Isabel, is that her name? Yep. Where she says it, it, none of the, none of the explanations made sense. Like it being a hoax. Okay. But why? Yeah, uh, they they sure acted like they didn't want the attention, mm-hmm. you know. Um, group hallucinations is just stupid. That's just right out. How do you have eleven people who aren't just straight up lying? Yeah, see the see and experience the and same the thing? children, and they brought the children with them to the police station. The children too, like the children you know. Like, I guess yep. you could say maybe there was a may, maybe they had a uh, kerosene. Like heater lamp or something that was given, but them it's the a, but it's movies. August. Like no, mm-hmm. that wouldn't even work either. Like there couldn't be some fumes or something. They're all just tripping balls on. Um, <laughs> maybe oh, Granny man. picked some mushrooms in the woods and put it in the stew. I don't, I'll tell the, you right the now, possum. there will be no drinking in my house. Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff right there. But. <laughs> And and alcohol abuse is just stupid. Like it, that's just the lazy thing. It truly is. And all these uh, paranormal excuses for for people coming up with like alcohol doesn't make you hallucinate unless you are near death with it. Like you've drank so much. Well, also people will just be like, "Oh, they were drunk." Well, they went to the police, and the police said they weren't. Yeah, but they were drunk. Well, if you're if the- you're drunk enough. To see little vampires trying to break into your house, man, you would be able to tell it from a mile away when someone walks up. You have to be that drunk. And if you are interested in getting drunk enough to see little green men and vampires and all sorts of crazy shit, may I suggest Botboos? Botboos is expertly crafted Shut from up. the- Shut up, dude. <laughs> Nobody calls it Botboos. Shine so much cooler. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that's our thoughts on- the Hopkinsville Green Goblin, not the Green Goblin, the Little Green Man <laughs> Goblin, the Kelly, the Kelly. Uh, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh. I'm something of a goblin myself. <laughs> huh, Peter? Uh, that's that's Lucky the Sutton. It's time to die. <laughs> uh, I go by Elmer now. <laughs> That's been our thoughts, but we want to know what are your thoughts? You can let us know by hopping on Facebook, looking up Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group. Also, let us know through Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. We can talk to you on on Patreon. We have our own page, uh, episodes up all night, Blurry Hysteria, Mad Blurry Hysteria, Cafeteria 51s, lots of audio dramas, lots of dumb photos, voicemail. 
773-669-7277. Got a voicemail episode coming up soon. 773-669-7277. Or just go to Stereo51.com and you can click on the microphone on the bottom right and leave us a voicemail that way. And find all these links on there too, as well as links to our sponsors and all sorts of fun goodies through there. Tell a friend, start a, a mass hysteria about Hysteria 51. That's what That's we right. want you to do. And uh, invite the goblins in. Let us know how that goes. That's also your homework <laughs> this week. What do you got going on, David? Anything? Yeah, uh, blurryphotos.org. It is miscrypted time. Oh, May is miscrypted month. Happy birthday, um, Mr. <laughs> President. Oh, my God. It's a <laughs> it's a mermaid or, <laughs> it's a, or a whatever. I don't know what. I forget what cryptids are in it this year. <laughs> well, this year is the champion of champions mm-hmm. contest. So the best of the uh, first nine years, correct? That's right. Yeah. Each winner from the first nine years is going head to head and um, – uh, each week, audience members can vote on who they want to be in the finals and then vote on who they want to win. So um, I'm also running a sweepstakes for a prize pack that has a bunch of uh, kooky toys that you can play Ooh. with and or display in, in your nerd cave. Um, books, movies, T-shirts, stickers, you know, all kinds of goodies with that. And yeah. when you vote, you can vote once a week. And when you vote, you get uh, your name entered into this sweepstakes. So you get a total of four chances to win a prize pack. So uh, check that out. The miscrypted Contest of Champions over at Blurry Photos very, all month long. Very nice. I like it. I like it. So that's, that's been our thoughts on, well, vampires. Aliens, <laughs> little silver men, little owls. green men, owls, maybe a sandhill crane. We're going to throw it in there. Not, Shod. not Nazis. Not Nazis. <laughs> With that said, I'm in Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.